again. Big hit, Mac just did it again. There is a new SEC hit king, and his name is Jake Mangum. Seven strikeouts in a row for Will Bednar. That ball is into left field. Here comes Skinner. He's going to score. And a bases clearing triple for Tanner Allen. And this place is busting at the seams. See you later. Three run home run from Kellen Clark, and it's a blowout. I want to thank Coach Lamonis. You're going to bring the first national championship to this baseball program. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9 nothing. Welcome back, Bulldog fans, to the Talking Dog Podcast. Here with your boy, Matty Light, and Dogs Today. And boy, did they have us in the first half, or should I say the first game. The first third. The first third, first game, uh, Friday's game. Boy, I was down incredibly bad. Some might even say atrociously bad after that game. But uh, so was Twitter. It, it was on fire. Not a, not a great showing by the dogs. But uh, we came back on Saturday and Sunday and took two or three of the series from the Sun Devils this weekend. So, you know, uh, would have loved to sweep, of course. But, you know, it's a young, you know, we're still figuring some stuff out. So taking two or three, it makes me at least feel all right about the weekend. You know, what says you? Yeah, so um, it was pretty on brand with uh, what I said on the, the midweek pod. Um we just didn't feel confident enough in the arms to say that we were going to sweep this weekend, and we didn't. Uh, but we we both said, you know, two out of three was was probable, and that's kind of what we were stuck with. Um, what I didn't expect, however, was Cade to struggle like he did Friday, and uh, I think that was kind of what had everybody uh, in shambles um, on the Bluebird app. So, you know, that's uh, just one more thing we have to – to look at going forward but the good news is on saturday um i think we had some guys step up uh on the mound um that we haven't seen uh an extensuous inning so far um so there there's there's hope there's hope in the bullpen okay there is hope and a lot of it's Um, coming from guys we haven't seen transfers and freshmen yeah so yeah most (laughs) really just most of it is uh almost all of it so that's discouraging and its own topic for another day um <clears throat> looking at you scott foxhall uh but with that being said you know maybe you know maybe chris and maybe fox both knew um that our better guys were new guys and freshmen and transfers and we're just giving casey and Cade their respect uh as old guys to go out there you know early in the season and say you know what if you want this job you, you know it's your it's your shot first but you got to hold it now and you got to hold it down and if you don't if you don't get it together early then some young guys are going to come take it um kc we can go ahead pretty much right off uh i think cade gets another shot friday um but his uh his seat will be warm automatically because there's there's plenty of talent um that's younger and and uh and ready to go so it'll be interesting to see how he responds yeah absolutely and i mean KC was decent for us last year. I mean, he was in and out of the lineup with injuries and stuff. Um, so, you know, I had high hopes for him this year. I really thought that he'd uh, he'd be one of our, you know, more efficient and more, you know, dependable guys on the mound this year. Um, and Kate as well, you know, I was, it sucks to see him struggle on Friday. But, you know, I've seen enough out of him where I feel like, you know, maybe he just had an off day. But uh, KC, I, I definitely agree with you in the, the fact that, you know, if he doesn't watch out, I mean, he's, I mean, we can't keep, 
running him out there and him having bad inning after bad inning after bad inning after bad inning and expect not to put someone in that may be younger and maybe have less experience but is throwing strikes, you know? So, right. um, I mean, you got to make it, you got to make a change at some point. And that was my biggest, my biggest quarrel. I didn't actually get to watch the game uh, on Friday because I was in Fort Lauderdale on work and no one would give me a freaking uh, TV provider to log in on my ESPN app. So I was just listening to the uh, broadcast from Jim. Um, so I didn't really get to see how bad some of the pitches were. But uh, from what I heard, it wasn't great. Um, and I feel like that's my biggest gripe with some of the coaching decisions we've been – like I understand you got to give Cade and KC their time because, I mean, they are some of the more experienced guys on the pitching staff. But you can't keep running them out there, and, I, and I'm grouping Cade in with KC here because he had a bad outing on Friday, but this, this is really, I'm talking mostly about KC in this, in this monologue, but I mean, you can't keep running these guys out there just because they're older and they've been here longer. You know, seniority doesn't mean shit when you're walking 18 people. Right. Um, right. So you gotta, I mean, something's got to change. And, and I feel like, I don't know who's making the calls. I know people have, you know, said, oh, well, Foxhall wants to pull him, but Lima won't and or something like that, like it, you know, uh, in game pitching changes, like leaving a guy in for another batter or two batters or something like I know mm -hmm. ultimately that's probably Lima's call. So I, I'm looking at him and most of this in the fact that I'm tired of like you, you know, these guys have been struggling in the past, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, you, you run them out there, and you hope that they can, if they do get themselves in a hole, you hope they can play their way out of it. But we haven't seen that this year. So how far do you let it go? Uh, I don't think you let it go as long as we've been letting it go. Because, you know, you walk two guys and then give up a double, well, that hurts. You know, so it's like, you, you, you gotta, I feel like we've got to, these guys that have not been performing to where we know, and we, we know they can. We know they have the talent. But so whatever it is, mental or not, like you can't keep running these guys that you know have been struggling out there and then hope that they can get out of it this time. I feel like we have to have these guys on a shorter leash until they get some rhythm. I feel like maybe they're in a slump right now. Maybe they can pull themselves out of it. Great. I hope they can. But we have to, until they've shown us that they can, we can't keep leaving them in for, you know, four batters after they've walked three. You know, it's like we, we got to pull the plug at some point. So, yeah. I don't know. For sure. And that's a, you know, this is bigger than just, um, you know, the pitching stuff and everybody that's, you know, saying, oh, man, we're only five, six, seven games in. And it's great. No, like, did you, did you forget about the entire last year? Because I didn't. Because that was the least fun baseball season that I've had last year in mm, seven years or something like that. Um, Pre-Jake Mangum. So, you know, we're not forgetting about that, or at least I'm not. Uh, if it was a whole set of issues that were different, it'd be one thing, but these are the same guys. These are the same problems that it's the defense, it's the pitching, it's the walks. Um, and it's the same people yeah. for the most part. And, and you know? we had some errors, uh, in the first game. Uh, well, actually yeah. we only had one error, but I've, one on Friday. I, I feel like we had more errors that weren't counted as errors on Friday, just fielding decisions yeah. that weren't necessarily written down in the book as an error that should have been done differently, should have been played differently. And I feel like that was a big thing, but now on Saturday and Sunday, I feel like 
defensive-wise and pitching, of course, we did. But, uh, you know, we'll get mm. to the pitching later. But defensive-wise, I feel like we played a much cleaner game on Saturday and Sunday, especially today. I mean, some of the plays that Lane and uh, uh, even uh, Slate were making at third, I was surprised because, I mean, Slate's been wishy-washy over there at third. He made some good plays today that I was like, oh, okay, well, he's got the talent. Maybe it was just a head thing. So hopefully he can, you know, continue to get better. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was focus or mental, but it's it's apparent that he obviously has the ability and, you know, the bat is is very good. So, yeah. you know, we need to make it work if possible. And just to be quite honest, I don't know how many options we have at third base. And we talked about that last week, so I'm not going to hammer it. But yeah. um, it's just it's just one of those things that uh, it, it's a you don't get praised a lot for plays made at third. But when you start playing bad at third, it's like. Oh my God, get him out. It, yeah. Like it's just because it, it always hurts because it basically almost every time ends up in uh, a man on base or something like that. Right. Um, so, you know, you want to get into to what we like and what we don't. Yeah. Uh, we, we've uh, we've improved in some ways um, off the jump. The just the biggest thing that I like is the last two games. We had zero errors. Very good. And, uh, you know, it's pretty apparent saturday was a solid game but today was the best game we've played in this short season so far i mean uh i don't really think anybody disagree with that no um it was clean everybody hit well uh pitching was solid all around um you know some guys got to get some pt uh so that's my that's my number one um, um go ahead oh okay uh Walter, one thing that uh, I, I really like, and I really saw it today, I saw it a little bit on yesterday, but I saw none of it on Friday, was working the pitch count and being patient at the plate. We took a lot more pitches today than we did on Friday, and I really liked that. Like, I, I'm not even necessarily saying running the pitcher count up because they threw like 18 pitchers today, so we weren't mm-hmm. really you know, going for running the count up more as we were – more particular with our pitches. We waited for our pitches. We drew some walks. And, you know, I really like that because I feel like we're a very good hitting baseball team, but I feel like we get a little aggressive at the plate sometimes, and that usually comes back to bite us. So I was really happy to see, especially today on Sunday, them slowing down and really, you know, waiting for their pitch and working the count a lot better than I've seen in some games past. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it's almost night and day. Um, it seems to be with, and this kind of has been like the last two or three years uh, with the patience. It's either you, you catch a game and it's like, oh my gosh, these guys are trying to jump over the first pitch that they see, or man, these guys are really locked in. They're settled in. They're not. Um, they're not being too aggressive, but they're being aggressive enough. They're well balanced, uh, and they're, you know, especially guys that are struggling um know they're struggling and they have that awareness that okay i can't just come out here and get pissed off and swing and hope i get lucky on a fastball it's oh i gotta get out here and i gotta earn it and you know like we said the other day you know at the very least you're running this guy's arm up and you're getting him out to see the next bat uh next pitcher whom you probably will have a better chance against if you're not doing good against this one um so it's the little things that add up to the big things in that sense yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, that was really my number two is hitting hitting was solid, hitting was better. Uh so I'll just roll into my to my other one. Um it seems that we're we're finding the arms that we need 
to be on the field uh, sooner than I thought we would. Um, I expected it to get better, mainly because it couldn't really get a whole lot worse. Um, but it seems like we, we're finding some dudes. Uh, and maybe they already knew, like I said, maybe they already knew some guys that were just trying to give the old guys the chance. Uh, but there's definitely guys in there that can do it, and that's that's refreshing to see, um, knowing that we just have that potential. So yeah, uh, now, we, now, now we just got to find the order and uh, what days are best for who and what, you know, roles are best for who as far as starting relieving closing goes um so that's that's really my biggest takeaway take from the from the weekend mainly the last two days absolutely 100 percent agree with you um and then my last thing that i like simply is uh is the vacuum at shortstop just getting back into his groove um yeah that was i big. was i was worried about him uh i i wanted to I kind of wanted to bench him, not, you know, like a full-time thing, but just like a get your head right and just watch and just chill oh, yeah. out. I mean, we talked about that thing. last week. I was um, actually almost not even expecting to see him on Friday. Agreed. Um, you know, but, you know, that's why we don't get paid the big, big bucks. He was in there. He got some good hits this weekend, and it looked like he really fell back into the defensive groove. So I'm hoping that that continues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, And he hit a homer today. So, so oh, yeah. He's going to be feeling good. Um, oh, yeah. Back in the saddle, uh, d- doing a, doing lane foresight things, you know, uh, two and three years, whatever. Um, but you know, we, we're if he and, oh, and the bunt. I thought the bunt was nice. The bunt today. was very nice. Um, uh, I thought know. that was a good play. I think that's something that he could really bring in his game that would bring more value to to his spot in the in the hitting lineup. So that was good to see. I've seen him bunt a few times in the years past, but I've seen him mess up that bunt and like pop it to the pitcher and you know some other stuff so it was really yeah. nice it was a really nice bunt right down the first baseline it moved both the runners over and i mean you couldn't ask for anything better other than you know yeah. beating out the throw at first but you know that's not what he's there to do he, he was there to move the runners and you know he played it perfectly so good on him yep 100 so uh that's really my uh you know what we like portion um you got anything else um no, I mean, I I was thinking of some of the other things that you've already said, uh, so I'm not going to, you know, go back over that. Okay. I got you. Uh, and I will, I don't know, th- this is a minor thing, but uh, I thought Kellum, Kellum um, beating the dude out at oh, first yeah. base. That was, was a really good hustle play. play. Yeah, very uh, good hustle play. I think that, he had a little help because the pitcher kind of hesitated there for yeah, a minute and didn't right. really I don't think realize where the ball was going. Right. Yeah, he needed to get there, but, you know, good on Kellum for beating it out anyway. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's 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 why you never never give up on that type of stuff because you never know, um, and it matters. But uh, getting into what we don't, um, going back to Friday, uh, we we struggled against that lefty. Dude, it soft was, uh, soft tossing lefties is our kryptonite. It's it's been that yeah, way for the yeah. last three four years. Yeah, it's not something you see very often, and uh, I'm not gonna act like I know how to adjust and how to fix it because that that's beyond me. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what adjustments have to be made. I, I don't know. It's probably just one of those things where you just got to see it enough to finally figure it out because uh, everybody's different. And a lot of times lefties are just all weird. Like they all have their own thing. Uh, they all have their own, their own motion. They all have their own pace. Um, and usually they have their own little bag of tricks. Uh, so I don't know. I thought the guy was good. I thought that their Friday arm was pretty solid. It was somebody I would like to have on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm excited. Uh, I, f- I feel like I saw a lot of good things from this team and, 
and and I mean Arizona is not a bad baseball team this year. I mean they're not they're not great. I mean we I feel like we could have swept them if we were playing our best ball on Friday and if we had the pitching things going on. But it was good to you know play at least a a decent quality opponent to see kind of how our guys would react to some of these arms and stuff. So I I mean the way we hit the ball especially today and Saturday. And even in the later part of Friday, I mean, um, it looked it looked okay on the offensive side against against their pitchers. I feel like they kind of ran out of pitching today. I mean, they brought in their left fielder, yeah. and you know, so. But anyway, and that's another thing I think uh, Lamelo did well. Um, I think he was playing chess uh, Friday. I think uh, I think he knew Cade was imploding and. We needed, we just needed the series win, and he just kind of rode the wave there, um, and bet on ourselves to win uh, Saturday, Sunday. So he didn't go out there and burn a bunch of arms trying to stay in a game that we weren't going to win. True, um, that, that's true. Cause so, we didn't, we yeah. didn't see a few guys that I thought we might. We didn't see Nixon. Yeah, uh, we yeah. didn't see. Uh, well, we didn't see Lofton, and we didn't see yeah, Luke. Lofton, and yeah, so. And and I feel like some of that was probably looking forward to Southern Miss this week. Uh, uh, yeah, one hundred percent, especially so, with Nixon. Yeah, so uh, well, I probably see some of those guys uh, on Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. When do we play that game? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, right. you know, probably a good move there. Um, I think ASU is. I think they could maybe be a three seed in the tournament because the Pac twelve is not great. Um, I. I could be way off there, but I, I saw some things that were solid. You know, they their schedule is not very hard, but that's TBD. I hope they do because I hope our RPI gets helped off that. Um, my number two on what we don't is just what do we do with the old guy's arms? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> to be honest, I, I feel like you put them in a – I want to get some starting roles for some of these younger guys, like on midweeks and stuff. So right. I, I say we put KC and, I mean – Cade, I, I would give him another chance, but Casey especially and uh, Stinnett, I don't know. We had I, I, I forgot Stinnett was even on the team, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you got to put him in just a relieving role in some of these midweeks. You know, usually on the midweeks, we'll only, after we get through the starter, we'll only give a guy, you know, three outs, like one inning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe put Casey mm-hmm. out there and give him, two innings, you know, if he does the first one well or something, you know, just try to get some confidence back. Cause I, I know Casey's got the stuff. I just want him to get a little more confidence. So it's like, we got to get him some roles to be able to throw some pitches, but I don't want him out there for four or five innings against a quality opponent to start the game. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I can see he is not performing well right there. And like, I, I don't know. I, I want to get him some confidence in some relieving situations when the game is not, or when we're not playing from behind or something like that, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm with you there. Um, and then just my third one here, uh, is Pico just not being back. I'm hearing it's going to be first weekend of conference play, uh, most of which is UK. So probably looking at a couple of weeks here before he's back. Um, I'm not exactly sure what his injury is and I'm not exactly sure where he fits in, uh, this rotation, when he does get here, because things are going to keep changing um, between now and then anyway, so I'm not even going to try and project there. Yeah, and Pico was pretty solid for us last year, and a lot of the a lot of the times we yeah. saw him, so I'm, I'm excited to get him back in the lineup, and hey, I mean, 
who knows? He could even be a starter for us at some point. I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. that right now because we haven't I seen a stuff this year. Him being but... like a solid like midweek starter, like some, like how Hootie used to be before Hootie took over the Sunday right. role. Yeah, exactly. I could kind of see him go doing that. Um, but yeah, he was one of the few bright spots in the in the dugout. I mean, in the bullpen last year, um, because there weren't many. But he he was one of the guys. I was like, oh yeah, like kind of looking forward to this guy being around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was it was nice to see. Um, so that's all I have on what we don't. Uh, because mainly I hammered a whole lot of it in the midweek. But yeah, um, we were we were pretty down bad during the midweek, and we. We're very negative, so I'm trying to keep this show a little bit more positive because, you know, yeah. even though we dropped game one, I saw a lot of positive things from the last two games that, you know, I feel like we can roll over and go forward from there. So, Yeah, I mean, we finally strung two wins together, uh, which is important because, it you know, we would, we'd play a solid game and we'd look freaking awful and then we'd play a solid game. You know, it was just – well, Monis was preaching that in the presser about, you know, just getting that – um, getting that taken care of, getting that together. Uh, and just looking around the conference, man, um, there's there's other teams that are struggling too. So you got to take things with a grain of salt. I mean, LSU lost uh, yesterday pretty big. Arkansas lost today pretty big. A&M lost two out of three to Portland. They almost got swept. They walked it off in the bottom of the ninth today. Um, Southern lost two. All- Didn't you say that? Already, you already said that. Southern lost too. They also yeah. almost got swept. They won in extras on Saturday. Uh, Auburn should have lost the series to USC, but instead they went one one and one because they tied today. Because USC walked it off. The guy didn't touch home on the walk off, and then they had a weather delay, and then they just went ahead and called it. What I didn't so even see pre- that. Yeah, that's a pretty weird situation. They won one, lost one, and tied the la- the rubber match when they should have lost. Um, so, so it, that's just a weird s- a scenario there. Um, but yeah, like I said, like AM's number five, and they almost got swept against Portland. They're they're three and three. They have the worst record in the conference right now, um, and they were ranked number five. So it's just it's one of those things. Uh, Everybody just, seems human. It's baseball. Bama, Bama is seven and zero, and we we all know that they're not gonna they're not gonna end up at the top of the division. Okay, um, I think the West is is actually pretty wide open. I don't think LSU is what everybody thought they were gonna be. Um, South Carolina is actually leading the East right now, but uh, I don't know, man. It, we're still on the COVID ripple effect of of teams having. Um, older guys and mature guys. Uh, this is probably the last year that there's really a big effect there, um, and just being you know deeper than usual. Uh, and then of course the the portal is making it easier to reload. So, um, you know when we when it comes prediction time for the conference rankings here in a couple of weeks, it's going to be Hard. it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, so it'll be interesting for sure. I'm going to keep my eyes out. Um, and try and watch as many other games as I can, but um, obviously just focus on us the most part here. But uh, seven games in, um, we're averaging 11 runs a game uh, on offense, pretty solid. Uh, Not a great number, followed up is 1.85 errors per game. Um, Luckily, we've had none the last two, or that would be much inflated. Um, We're averaging two runs, uh, home runs a game and giving up six earned runs of games and 
blah, blah, blah. we are allowing uh, is this right how many hits are we allowing per game because i don't even feel like there's no way this is right it's right under 10 and i feel like that's way high but i could be right could be yeah i'm not sure ba, 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 ba. Anyway, what I'm getting at is uh, after today, like what area do you think needs the most attention? Like if you could fix one problem after today, what are you focusing on? Like just looking at today's game or like just. No, just like just like after the weekend, like <clears throat> you've seen everything, you, you know, hopefully we're fixing errors, just but throw strikes. Maybe there's something there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my biggest thing is throw strikes. And like, I understand that maybe some of these pitchers are trying to do a little too much because of some of the errors we've had behind them. And so they're trying mm -hmm. really hard to, you know, place their pitch just right in the perfect spot to try to get a try to get a strikeout or something like that. I, I understand that, but you got to have faith in the guys behind you. We've played better defense the last two games. Just pump the strike zone. I mean, at least, I mean, because I, I feel like if we pump the strike zone with the talent that we have in the pitching world, our offense will win most of the games as long as we're not giving up free base runners every inning. You know, I that's yeah, the way I look I at it right now. The stat is correct. We're giving up 9.57 hits per game, which is a little high, but obviously runs matter, hits don't at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I just don't want a lot of these guys uh, with a bunch of stress coming into games and freaking having two guys on with no outs. That's the things that I worry about. But um, it's it's early, so it, it could be a, a skewed stat, um, which hopefully like the errors were a fluke as well. Uh, so that's kind of a, a TBD thing that hopefully we get better and bring on down. Um, yeah, and apparently we uh, another bright spot is we set another attendance record on Saturday, which I did not think we'd be doing this early in the season, especially yeah, I after think, the way uh, we played this early in the yeah, season. Yeah, and Friday for sure. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with um, shout-out to men's shooty hoops. Uh, they had a big game against A&M. They got the dub, um, quad one win. Um, that should have them in the tournament, assuming they take care of business the next two games. Uh, and that game ended right right when the baseball game started, so I think everybody just walked over. Yeah. Um, so that's nice to see, for sure. Uh, fans are pr pretty loyal. Can't argue against that. Um, and uh, it just means more, right? Absolutely. So uh, potential rotation. Let's talk about it. Um, apparently, Angelo is still not sticking. Everybody's calling him Lou now. Lou, all right. Don't, just don't ask me why. I guess that's what's happening here. All right, we're um, going with Lou. So, think about Friday, Lou, Saturday, the lefty, Intima, and uh, Sunday being Gartman. Yes or no? I like Gartman at Sunday. Um, who'd you say for Saturday? Oh, you Intima. meant to? Oh, okay, so yeah. the guy who pitched uh, Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he did well. I mean, I, I was, you know, he had six Ks, no walks. Uh, I think he got hit, hit a guy, right? Maybe two guys. Um, I can't remember. I he, he I think he hit one, one or maybe two guys. I can't remember, but he had six strikeouts and no walks. He uh, gave up three hits with an earned run. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think he did really solid for us. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against him um, in the Saturday spot. And then with Lou, I, I think the two people in my mind for Friday would be Lou or Cade, and that all just goes back to how long, how big of a rope do you want to give Cade? You know, how uh, mm-hmm. how much how much do you want to you do you give him another shot? I I feel like I probably would because he's been good yeah, for us in the past. But yeah, uh, Lou is definitely a good alternative to Cade if Cade, you know, doesn't perform in the next outing. Well, then let's plug Lou in there on Friday and see what happens, you know? Yeah, um, completely agree. Uh, And I like the, in this situation, it's even, you know, more, I guess, unique because you're going to throw a righty slash a lefty on Friday because he can do both. And then you're going to throw a lefty on Saturday, and then you're going to go back to a righty on Sunday. That's the, like, perfect mix-it-up scenario and keeping them on their heels. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I, people don't think it's as big of a deal, but it's, it's like I said, it's the little things uh, that keep people on their heels. So, I, I don't know. I think that'd be fun. I don't think we see it this week. Like you said, I think Cade gets another chance. Yeah. Um, especially since we just saved Lou, and I expect – Tuesday against Southern to go Lou Lofton Nixon, which is a pretty awesome combo. Um, and I think it'd be good for these guys actually. Well, I'm not going to say it's a must win, but it's as close to a must win as, as we can get right now because, uh, Southern just lost to Illinois, almost got swept. Um, we lost to them last year, you know, they need to get it back. Uh, they need a little resume booster. I don't know if Southern will still be ranked or not, but um, it'd be nice to get that Tuesday because coming up this weekend, um, looking at it in order, Ohio State on Friday, they're not good. They're three and five. Um, Oklahoma, I know they just came off a title appearance, but they're four and four. Uh, and then we play Cal on Sunday, and they're they're actually good. They're six and one, and they beat Stanford in a midweek, who was number two. Um, so Sunday's really our biggest competition day. I'm not saying we're just going to beat Ohio State and Oklahoma easily, but um, even though we have some bad losses, their losses actually look worse. So uh, going into this weekend, I think you have some play money on the pitch, pitching side, and yeah. I'm not really sure how to handle that going forward. But uh, as far as this week goes, that's what I expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree with you there. Hey, before we move on, uh, just since we're talking about pitching, uh, I would like to, for anybody who didn't see it on Twitter, I would like to say this stat here that uh, Robbie put up, Robbie Falk put up uh, yesterday. So this does not include today's game on Sunday, but this is all of our games through Saturday. And uh, so our freshmen's, our freshmen's pitchers that we've had, uh, starters, mid, uh, mid-relief and closers, all the freshman pitchers that we've run out there this year, combined have scored or have uh, pitched for 20.2 innings they've given up 15 hits three earned runs they've uh, walked 11 batters got 32 k's and they're pitching a 1.31 combined era everyone else on our team that are not freshmen that have gone out there and pitched 32.1 innings pitched given up 39 hits 35 earned runs they've walked 30 people 44 Ks, and they have a combined 9.74 ERA. That is a crazy stat to me. It's um, 
that's great. It's the most like encouraging and not encouraging stat of all time. <laughs> yes, that is a very good way of putting that. And uh, man, then that that's what we called the Foxhall stat. Yeah. So, so I guess the freshman ha- he hadn't got a hold of the freshman yet. Yeah. And I mean, even the transfers like I. We've been talking about it. Like the transfers look good, the freshmen look good. The guys that don't are the guys that have been here, um, and that's concerning. Ah, it'll be all right. But I keep saying it's early. You know, yeah, maybe we, maybe just every year we pull a Lane Kiffin and we get like fifteen pitchers out of the portal and uh, or slash freshman class, and then we just kick everybody else off the team and we just rotate every year. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, well. whatever, whatever. Uh, jury's still on. out. It's gonna be a fun year. Yeah, very fun. Maybe. Hopefully. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, looking forward. Okay, you know we already talked about. It. We got Southern on Tuesday. Um, Friday, Ohio State. That's at six. Oklahoma. Uh, Saturday is at one, and then an early game on Sunday uh, against Cal at eleven a.m. Probably gonna have that guy pulled up in church. No um, more eleven a.m. kickoffs. Don't tell my grandma. Uh, <laughs> So this is the Frisco Classic. You know, what are you expecting this week, um, especially with the kind of, you know, arm projections we have as far as starting goes? Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you feeling? To be honest, I'm, I I don't think we do much on the side of changing up the batting order. Um, I I like I like Hines at first, um, but I also like Luke at first. So we'll see what they decide because Ross at catcher has been doing all right. And, uh, you know, he's been hitting, hitting all right. Hitting yeah. So like, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, like who's behind home plate is if it, if it's Ross or Luke. Um, and I don't really think that's the big question. I think the big question is the bats. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I, I don't see other than, changing those three guys out with Hines and depending on who you want to be DH and all that stuff. If Hines isn't in the lineup on defense, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Pitching wise, to be honest, I could be completely wrong here, but I think our, our pitching rotation is going to stay exactly the same as it was this weekend. That is my projection for the three starting pitchers. I could be wrong, but I feel like, with Ohio State is probably our coaches are probably thinking that they're the least challenging of the three that we're going to play this weekend. So I right. feel like we'll see Kate again on Friday and give him another shot at it. And I think yeah, that's yeah, what they're going to do. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then I think the other two guys have performed better. And I think, and you know, I think Gartman is probably the best performer so far. I mean, I, I say that, um, you know, Yenentma, uh, he he did really Yentima. well. Yentima. Okay, yeah. Yentima. Um, you know he he's done. I mean, looking at their stats, he technically did better than Gartman uh, this weekend with one less K and uh, three less walks. So you know who's to say? But I I really I feel like maybe they swap those two. But I think Gartman's been at Sunday for the last two weeks. I think he'll stay there. Um, so and we'll just kind of piece it together after Yentima. Uh, I said that wrong again, didn't I? Yentima. In, intima, like pronounce intima. it like the wise uh intima. E. intima. Okay. Intima. Well intima. Right. But yeah, that's my projection on that. Uh I I really don't think we're gonna change a whole lot from this weekend. Um but 
you know, who's to say I could be completely wrong. Lemo may throw a wrench into everything because he's not scared to change stuff. No, he is not. And I'd rather him do it now than later. Fair enough. Yep. Um, so are you expecting uh, record wise? What are you, uh, what are you expecting this week? Southern included. Three and Take your one. Time. I think three and one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we can where, do you, three and one. where do you, where do you see the loss coming from? I, I think we're going to lose to Cal. Um, and I think we can beat Southern in a midweek and the other two, uh, on Friday and Saturday. Um, but if, my heart's telling me, my heart's telling me three and one, but my mind is almost pulling me back to two and two, with the second loss being Southern Miss on Tuesday. But we'll see how it goes. I think before this weekend, I would have agreed with you, but I just don't think Southern is that good. I and I'm not saying we are, but I I know talent wise what we have and potential wise what we have. Um, and I feel I, like we can out hit Southern because their yeah, offense has not been anything to write home to mom about in their last couple games that they've been playing. Their pitching has been pretty well, pretty good. So mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, pitching depend, uh, versus offense, which usually pitching beats a good offense. But, you know, we'll see. And I like the way we set it up. I mean, like I said, like, you know, Lou Lofton Nixon on Tuesday. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I don't see their midweek pitching stacking up against that. That's true. Um, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good midweek uh, rotation there. Yeah, I, I would put that up against uh, probably most anybody in the country um, as far as the midweek goes. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, Illinois is not known for some baseball now. I mean, they they gave up 13 runs on the Friday game. Uh, they gave up 13 on the Saturday through 11, and they gave up nine today. So, and that's the Pete Taylor. That's their stadium, right? Yeah, that was yeah. a home a home series too. Uh, I don't know, man. I just they may not be as good this year as, as we thought. You know, they were yeah, so but they're gonna play us good. They always yeah, do. they always do. Hey, is this gonna be on TV? I bet it's not. I uh, no. It at uh, Tuesday at Trustmark probably not. I would almost bet anything is not. Yeah, I mean, what uh, was it the uh, the Governors Cup last year? Everybody raged about like all day long, and they finally sent somebody down there with a camera from like Flow Sports or something. Yeah, and Flow Sports can eat it. I hate no, those they're, so, they're so trash. They're awful. Yeah, so uh, I expect to just be reading updates on Twitter um, on Tuesday. Oh, for this on game. Tuesday. It's on uh, SEC Network Plus. So, yeah, it, it actually will be televised. Are you sure? Because sometimes they will say it's on SEC Network Plus on the app, and it actually won't be streamed. Oh, because well, when, when I'm, I'm, I'm looking, just at, looking at it on the app right now. So I'm, I'm looking at Southern's schedule, and like all their other games show like ESPN Plus, whatever. And then you get down to this game on Tuesday, and it just says Radio Southern Miss Sports Network. Oh well, then I would probably I would probably trust that more than I trust the ESPN app. So uh, I would be surprised. Uh, to be I I would be surprised if they televise it, but you know who knows. Yeah, me too. That's a freaking sham. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm with you on everything else. Though I think uh, three and one, Cal. Maybe getting us on Sundays is most likely, um, which I would take it, you know. Um, I think Southern would be a good resume win. It would be. Uh, yeah. And Cal, Cal wouldn't hurt in the loss column too bad either. You know, they got to win over the number two team in the country um, at the time. So it'd look even really better in a win column, though. It would. It would. Um, 
I just don't see us going four and out. Well, you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, and if we do, we're really almost right back on track. Yeah. Um, because that, like you said, that'd be a good win, which hopefully it wouldn't quite negate a terrible loss against VMI. We do would need one more uh, quality win to kind of make up for the Louisiana loss, but um, you know, the 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 opportunities will be there. I'll put it that way. Um, the following week, though, and we'll, obviously I'm not going to hit it too much, but we got to go four and zero the following week. Um, Correct. Valparaiso and a and a Lipscomb series. So. Dude, we'll just go undefeated in conference play, and then I mean that'll have us pr- sitting pretty good at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll just rest all of our arms until the Kentucky series, and then <laughs> just win every game until the national championship all the way through, except for Hoover, of course. Yeah, then we'll then we'll go zero yeah. two in Hoover. We'll go on spring break at Hoover. Let let them go, you know, chill and you know, do some uh, you know colada ratings at the beach, and then get back to comp- uh, to playoffs and win another title. Yeah, easy, easy peasy. Easy. For sure. Well, man, did you see anything um, throughout the conference this weekend? Any thoughts? Any any concerns? Any laughable stuff? Well, I mean, I think Texas A and M's uh, showing was pretty laughable, but uh, Ole Miss dropped one game to uh, Maryland. Maryland. Maryland's, Maryland's a decent good. team. Um, they played them close today until the I think seventh, and Ole Miss blew it open and run rolled them. So uh, you know. Ole Miss looking decent. A uh, and M looked pretty garbage, but you know, other than that, I I didn't really get to watch very many other games. Especially, I didn't get to watch any games on Friday, and on Saturday, Sunday, like most of the games that I wanted to watch from around the conference were happening at the same time ours were. So I didn't get to catch too many of them. But those are really the only two things that really caught my eye, other than Southern dropping two. Um, yeah, um, I'm not really understanding Missouri. They lost to Florida International on Thursday, but then won the series. I don't think Kentucky's very good. South Carolina is seven and zero, but I don't think they're going to be there. Them and Alabama are really in the same boat. They don't have a loss, but I don't think either of them are that talented, really, just in general. Um, what what was your take on the on the pitch clock stuff, on the, you know, the seven inning stuff versus playing a full nine, um, you know, and all that, the rule changes, the John Cohen effect, you know, what's your take there? Um, so especially in conference play, I, I, I don't dislike the 10 run rule, uh, talking about that, cutting the game time down a little bit, saving arms, uh, mostly for the saving arms part of it. That's why I really don't mind the seven or the 10 run rule in that that part now getting into the pitch clock situation i don't hate the idea of the rule to try to speed up the time between pitches right okay i don't hate that but baseball has always been a game without a clock it's never over until you get 27 outs until you get three outs every inning for nine innings, the game is not over, so anything can happen, right? Um, the way they have implemented this rule and the the way you get penalized for a batter not being in the box on time or a pitcher not delivering a pitch on time 
needs to change, in my opinion, if they continue this rule the way it is. Uh, maybe do away with the rule in the last three innings of the game or two innings of the game or something like that. Because I will be damned if I sit there and watch Mississippi State lose a game in the bottom of the ninth with a full count and bases loaded because our batter took a half second too long to get in the box and he's called strike three and the game's over. That is that is not the way baseball is intended to play, be played. And I feel like the rule in itself I don't hate, but the way that it's implemented and the way that it is – the way that it is uh, – I'm trying to think of the word, but – I guess the way that it's implemented and the way that it's enforced with balls and strikes being called on batters, mm-hmm. I do not like if it has the ability to end a game one way or another. I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's lame. Um, 100%. Uh, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't necessarily mind the clock, but I think it needs to be at least double of what it is right now. You know, I don't know it, double, but it definitely should be, moved up i mean because so it's 50 seconds if there's no base runners and it's 20 seconds if there's one or more base runners right see i like the landon sims pitch clock i like him standing on the mound staring down the batter mouthing getting the effing box that's what i yeah. want <laughs> yes. I mean, but i mean there is like there is there are th- there are mental games that pitchers and batters play with each other that is taken out of taken out of the game with a pitch clock like this, you know, that's exactly what Preston said earlier when I was talking to him. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's small things that are in baseball for a reason. And this negates some of those things. And, you know, I, I know they're doing it for like TV views. They want to bring in more audience. Uh, they want to make it easier to watch on TV. I'll tell you this. If you make the game of basketball 15 minutes shorter, it's not going to make me want to watch the game of basketball anymore. Baseball fans are baseball fans, and making the game, I, I promise you, I, I would love to see the statistics on this, and we probably will at the end of this season, the average game time between a game this year and a game last year without the rule implemented. I feel like great. it's going to yeah. be minuscule, maybe 15 minutes, yeah. I but I don't even think it would be that much, right? Um, so I really do not think that the rule is doing what they want it to do in that sense, and it's implementation is, is is wrong in in yeah. my in my mind and uh and it's almost backfired in a sense because if your objective is to shorten the game by in in kind of getting some of this dead time in quotes down well you got to think the counter effect of that is that's less rest time on the pitcher's arm that's uh less quote-unquote focus and then you'd have more walks and more hits and more runs and more pitching changes which take forever prolong the game yeah so you did you made one rule to shorten one little area but the backside of that is actually making four other areas worse right but you expect the game to be shortened and and i would like imagine especially this early in the season Every time they call that, it seems like a coach has to come out and argue about it, you know. So that that burns another twenty, thirty seconds doing that. So and I would be make sure they got the call right. Yeah, and, and I, you, know, you may have gone through a ten pitch uh, at bat, and it's a full count. 
and then you just called ball four and sent him, and then guess what? You got you got a new guy up, and it's zero zero. <laughs> right. So I mean, I, if they're really trying to shorten the game, I feel like there's a lot of things that could be done. I th- I feel like you could uh, figure out a different way to do the replays where we don't have to replay every single play. Um, yeah. You know, um, there there's things that can be done, but forcing a pitcher to throw a pitch every 15 seconds and walking guys if he doesn't is not the correct answer, especially in a tie game situation in late, the late innings, you know, that, that could be a make or break for, for a win or loss. And that, that can't happen because of a rule like that. I mean, that's yeah. like calling I mean, holding I on the five yard walk. line with a minute and a half left. Yeah. I, it's not even just walks. I mean, whether any way that it happens, whether he gets walked, whether he gets a hit, uh, whether he gets balked, whether he gets a freebie, whether it's a wild pitch, whatever, all these effects are not strikeouts. I guess the fastest games are what? Nothing pitcher to pitcher battles. Yeah. That are either they're getting no basically no hitters, you know, one oh two oh two one game where they're all getting a bunch of contact, pop flies and ground outs or sitting a bunch of dudes down like real fast. Uh, you know, a a pitcher with like some high pace. Um, but you know, now you're promoting, oh, let's get more guys on base. Oh, let's bring more runs in. Uh, imagine, imagine at the end of this year when they go back and they have the statistics for the average game time. What if the game time's longer than it was last year? That would make it, it wouldn't blow my mind. That would be so hilarious. Um, it's, I don't think it's that out of, the realm of possibility. And if it was, I bet they would lie about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bet they, like, especially if it was, like, 10 or 15 minutes longer, I bet they'd be like, oh, my God, we can't let people know this. <laughs> yeah. Be like, yeah, it was actually five to seven minutes shorter Yeah, this especially year. because, you know, by the time that happens at the end of the year, games will have been won or lost because of this rule. So, oh, yeah. so well, I mean, it's know. already happened, and it's week two. Yeah, so. Um, even in the pros. You know, they're they're dealing with the same thing. Yeah. Um, not a fan. I what, what about the strike zone though? What about the I do like, like that. Strike? Yeah, I, like I think it. it's been better. I just don't like that they were brought in at the same time. Yeah. The rule. Yeah. Uh you know, implementing one thing at a time would have been better. But I do like that the umpires are graded and I do like that we can see that and they're taking it seriously. Like I I, you know, I really have not, watching all these games, I have not just been like, wow, this umpire strike zone is garbage, you know? Like, because and if it they, is, it's been, like, both ways. Right, and they mostly adhere to it, right? So, I mean, they're trying to do the best they can because, I mean... They want to keep their job. Yeah, right? because they're actually getting graded on it. Because before, well, they could just make up their strike zone, whatever they felt like was, you know, good. But right. now they're like, okay, well, There's I actually a- have to go to the real strike zone. You know, yeah, there's a strike zone standard now. It's just not absolutely, you know, up to each person's preference. Right. So and I don't mind. I wonder wonder if these guys get eye exams. Do you think they do? I don't know. Like, I mean, truly, Joe Biden doesn't get a cognitive exam to be president. So I kind of doubt these guys get eye exams. But, you know. Yeah. um, Well, not to get political, but. 81 million votes, my ass. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just making a joke, but... Um, 
but yeah, uh, you know, we can talk about this more later, but, uh, and especially like further on in the season when we've seen it affect more things, but I will say the, the, the pitch counter, I am most definitely not a fan of, especially the way that's implemented. But right now, as it stands, I do, I, I am a fan of the more umpiring side of it with the, uh, with the strike zone. I, you know. I mean, and it and it still gives them a little room. They don't have to be perfect, and it's not like uh, it's it's not a robot zone, you know. So it it it's still got that human effect to it. Um, so I I'm I'm a I'm a partial fan. Let's say that for right now. Yeah, no, I I don't hate it either. I I think it's probably getting um, the flack that it is getting is probably majority because of it's also in combo with the pitch clock. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's two major things that they're having to implement as umpires this season at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, we've said forever we wanted to be we wanted some kind of judging system for umpires. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. I mean, they've got to be held accountable. Um, yeah, so, no, I, yeah, I dig that for sure. And I hope that becomes a thing in football um, and basketball yeah. uh, going forward. So it's a good start there. Um, you know, maybe maybe the clock will be kind of bumped back after this season. Uh, whether or not they lie about the actual stats at the end of the year, we'll see. Um, but it, it's going to be an interesting thing. You know, it's going to, you know, it, it's going to have some big games affected by this somewhere down the line in the conference and probably in the postseason as well. And you know that social media, Twitter media, whatever is going to explode. Yeah. Whoever it's against, it, it's going to explode. Um. Imagine an Omaha game, somebody getting sent home because oh. their pitcher went oh, 22 dude. seconds. That would be <laughs> crazy. Oh, but man. yeah. It's, uh, just get ready. Just get yeah. your popcorn ready. You got As, anything uh, else? No, man, I don't. Um, I'm glad to just not be in a bad mood today because, yeah. you know, two small games in a row. That's cool. Look forward to beating the mustard buzzard on Tuesday. Um, even though I won't be able to watch it, um, maybe somebody will live stream it. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, man, that's about all I got. Um, y'all take it easy. It's a dog today, and uh, let's uh, let's run the sip on Tuesday. Yep, we'll see y'all. Uh, see y'all next week. No, actually, this week, later this week. We'll see y'all later Something this week. Like <laughs> see ya.